Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia, and I am honored to be here with you today. This is January in 2024. It is the beginning of the year, and it seems very appropriate to begin our conversations to begin these talks with love. Because whatever else we talk about, whatever else we discuss, whatever other subject I might come up with, love is always first and foremost. It's the very basis of our being. Great spiritual teachers have said in different ways that God is love. And so I want to start the year with the commandment, the instruction that Jesus gave, love one another. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 to 31, it is written, quote, The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the beginning of the answer Jesus came, gave. When a disciple, when a follower approached him and asked, what is the most important commandment? So I will read it again. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and all your strength. This is a prayer that is in the Hebrew Bible. This is a prayer as well as a commandment that Jesus most likely grew up learning and saying and repeating much like the familiar prayers that we have today in our culture. This is a Hebrew prayer. It's a Jewish prayer. And so he's saying that if you want to know the most important commandment, here it is. This is that old, familiar, and very important commandment. But Jesus didn't stop there. He went on to say, the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So in addition to an old familiar prayer and commandment, Jesus added something new, the second commandment. And this is still in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 to 31. 
And so in an article that was written by Irish Jesuit priests, they were discussing these commandments that Jesus gave. And they were looking at the questions, pondering, do we really put love before the other rules? Do we treat this commandment as the most important one? Do we put love before rules, before regulations, before expectations? You expected somebody to stop at the store and bring something home on their way home from work, and they didn't do it. Is love your initial reaction? Or do those thwarted expectations bring something else? Because we very easily fall into, I should have, he should have, you should have. Or when someone breaks the rules, maybe it's the household rules or the societal rules, or a politician breaks the rules, does love come first? Or do we fall into that judgment and that righteousness that truly, truly separates us, at least for that time that we're in that judgment? And the Bible, especially the Hebrew Bible, is filled with rules and regulations, commandments to follow. And yes, they are important. I don't want to say that the guidelines that society, that religions offer, that, it, that they don't matter, they do. But Jesus was saying that more than any of the rules that we live by, more than any of the regulations we embrace to guide our lives, more than any ex of the expectations we set for ourselves or for others, more important than any of those is love. So if we go through our lives responding first with love, we begin to change our world in ways that the rules by themselves, the regulations by themselves, are not able to. In the Gospel of John, chapter 13, 34, it's written this way. Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. So this was explicitly stated that this second commandment to love ourselves and to love each other is the new commandment. This is the good news that Jesus brought. He embraced and endorsed and underlined as very important the first commandment to love God. But this was the new commandment that he brought, that we are to love one another. And if there is anything on our spiritual path that challenges us to be all that we can be, it is these two commandments, especially the second one. At least in my life, most of the time, God has behaved. 
And I've been able to recognize that God is the source of the beauty that I see. I don't blame God for the troubles that people bring about. So it's relatively easy when I remember to love God. And I say relatively easy. I'm not saying that that isn't a journey also. But loving one another or beginning with loving myself because we are to love our neighbor as ourselves, that can be a challenge. Maybe God doesn't mess up all that much, but I sure do. And then there are people in my life that do too. Whether I know them intimately or whether they are people I know through the media, maybe they're leaders in our country. So to love one another, you know, that's the path that calls us to be all that we can be. How do we love one another? And there are thousands of ways, and I'm not going to pretend to even have a, a small sliver of them listed. I mean, there are millions of songs that have lyrics that tell us how to love one another. There's poetry. There's authors. There are teachers all around the world. But some of the ways we love each other is by experiencing a deep affection for someone. Maybe even for ourselves. Do you experience a deep affection for yourself? And if you don't, why not? Do you look in the mirror in the morning and say, Oh, wow. Hello, Joey. Hello, Tom. Hello, Mary. So we love by experiencing a deep affection. We love when we find joy in being with someone, when we find joy in that person. And even ourselves, we love ourselves when we find joy in being who we are. We love when we're happy with someone. There was a, a book written, Sunrise, oh, probably about 40, 50 years ago at this point, about an autistic child. And his father wrote the book. There were not guidelines for parents of autistic children. And I guess the appropriate way to say that in these days is children who are on the spectrum. Back then when the book was written, the wording was different. But he and his wife found a way of connecting with their son. And he grew up to be an amazing young man. Somebody I knew visited the family, and she said she first met this young boy. He was a teenager, and he came home with his friends, and they played basketball, and he watched them. She watched them. And she couldn't tell which one was the son of the people she was visiting, which one had had such a severe diagnosis. 
But the entire philosophy that these parents adopted was simply to be happy with him, to be happy with their boy. And that philosophy guided how they interacted with him. So to be happy with, to be happy with ourselves, with those around us, to those we recognize through the media. To love is to honor and to respect. It means silencing that critic in our minds, that self-critic, and that critic that knows everything that everyone has done wrong. Because when we honor and respect someone, when we value them, when we find joy in them, there's no room for that kind of judgment. And I guess the most important part, and the one that's maybe hardest to grasp what that means, is to see the Christ within each and every person, within ourselves, and within everyone around us. And what that boils down to is to see God expressing as me and as you and as each and every he, she, they, it that we encounter. When we see the Christ in those around us, we see God in those around us. We see the oneness with the divine, which is the truth of our being, and through that oneness, the oneness with each other. That's why this commandment is to love God and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. And I think that what Jesus meant, I mean, we could interpret it to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, but I think, or at least for me, it's more meaningful when the translation or the phrasing is to love our neighbor as ourselves. I look at you and I see the Christ. I see the Christ in me. So you and I are one in God. So I love you as me. And that's hard to wrap our brains around because we're so used to this material sense of separation. But not only do I love you as I love myself, but I love you as me. I love you and me as one. That's what it means to see the Christ within that which I love. And so the question again is, do we put love first? That's the greatest commandment. That's the first thing to adhere to in this life of ours. Do we put love first or do we cling to those rules and guidelines and judge? Do we categorize this person is this and that person is that? Or maybe ignore the people that are not like us? Do we ignore those who are without a home, 
Do we ignore those who are addicted to substances? Do we ignore those who've done us wrong? Do we ignore those who are not acting in ways that they should be acting given their position? Do we put love first or do we see, quote, the other? And once someone is the other, once we establish that separation, our hearts close. And when our hearts close, God does not have a way of entering. Actually, God is there, but when our hearts close, we cannot experience that divine presence. We cannot experience the love that God is. Deepak Chopra wrote in a, a book called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, Today I release all judgment. I will judge nothing that occurs. Now that's a goal. You know, this is something to read and practice and repeat. And the idea is we get better at it. It gets easier over time. But the more we can do that, the more we open to love. The more we open to love, the more we open to the divine. And the more we open to divine, the more we open to possibilities. And some people get confused because there seems to be a need to judge. Judge what is right for me, what is wrong for me, which is to judge which is my spiritual path and which isn't. And that's because the word judgment has different meanings. That judgment that we feel like we should have is, is another word for wisdom, for spiritual discernment. It's divine wisdom that guides our choices for ourselves. This spiritual wisdom is meant to be used in decisions for our own unfoldment. So easy to look at someone else and know exactly what they should do with their lives. That very rarely is a struggle for us. We, we know what that person should do. If only they would blank. But then when it comes to our own choices, our own pathways, our own decisions, we struggle. And we struggle for that wisdom, for that spiritual discernment, for that meaning of the word judgment. What Deepak Chopra was writing about releasing and what the Irish Jesuits were writing about releasing was the judgment, the meaning, the judgment that means evaluation. And most of the time it's condemnation. When we're judging, we're very rarely praising someone in our minds and in our hearts. We call that appreciation. We call that valuing someone. Oh, but when we get into that condemnation, I don't know if you've ever done that, but when I get into that condemnation, I do not feel happy in my own skin. 
I do not find the joy that I wish to have. It never leads me to that sense of God's presence. So if I'm to love God, I must love my neighbor as myself. And I must release the judgment of myself and of others. So again, what does it mean to love? What have our great teachers told us? Charles Fillmore wrote that love is an inner quality that sees the good everywhere and in everybody. Marian Williamson, a teacher, a spiritual teacher, a student of the Course in Miracles, wrote in The Return to Love that love is the willingness to keep our heart open regardless of what is going on outside of us. That ability to remain open despite the stuff, you know the stuff, that stuff that we automatically judge and condemn. And when, when I and other spiritual teachers talk about releasing the judgment, it does not mean we release ourselves from the obligation to do what is ours to do. There are things in our world that need to be made right. And we can be just as effective in making things right if we manage to keep our hearts open. Closing our hearts can feel motivating for a while. But in the long run, when we close our hearts, we suffer. The poet Clementine von Radix wrote, you keep trying to turn your heart into a bomb shelter. You are soft and alive. You bruise and heal. Cherish it. It is what you are born to do. That's such a powerful image of turning my heart into a bomb shelter. That's what I'm doing when I close my heart. I'm trying to protect myself. But she writes and she reminds us that we're not meant to turn our hearts into bomb shelters. We are soft. We are alive. We bruise. We heal. We are resilient. And to cherish this life, because if we keep our hearts open, there is so much to cherish. Michael Singer, this is a favorite quote of mine. It's a quote that rotates in a PowerPoint that runs in our hallway. Michael Singer wrote, Do not let anything that happens in life be important enough that you are willing to close your heart. That's a good reminder. And then Eckhart Tolle. He wrote that at the deepest level, an open heart is spacious presence in which the sense of separateness between yourself 
and, quote, the other dissolves. And that's where love begins. The last part was me, not, not Eckhart. Sonia Choquette wrote, The open heart sees, feels, and absorbs the beauty of the world, and with it the joy of the world, the peace of the world. And Oprah, who always has wonderful ways of expressing who she is, she wrote, when you live with an open heart, unexpected, joyful things happen. And of course, great teachers have told us that God is joy. When we open our hearts, we allow God's presence to be our experience, and that's why unexpected, joyful things happen. And so let us finish with the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 10 to 12. Jesus seemed to be repeating this a lot, but he said, Love one another as I have loved you. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.